This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. So we're going to give you some definitions tonight of, of the heart, the man on the inside. Begin Romans chapter 10, verse 8, and we're going to read verses 8, 9, and 10. And in all three of these verses, he'll deal with the heart. Romans 8, Romans 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The Word of God is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. So he gives me some insights right there. To, to live as a person of faith, I've got to get the Word of God in my mouth. I've got to speak the Word. I've got to get where I agree with the Word. But he also says, I've got to get the Word in my heart. Verse uh, 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe, and that word believe means to trust in, to have faith in, to be fully convinced. One says it's an express reliance upon a personal trust that produces obedience. And so he said that you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God is raised from them the dead, you will be saved. Now if you'll note there, he didn't say you will believe with your mind. He said, you've got to believe with your heart. Verse 10. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And so the way I get born again, the way I get saved, the way you get saved, is I confess Jesus out of my mouth as Lord, but then I've got to believe in my heart that Jesus is who he says he is. And the way that happens is you begin to hear Scripture. You begin to hear the Word of God preached. And before long, something starts happening in the inside of you. And you believe those things you're hearing. And you say, I need Jesus in my heart. Now, in verses 8, 9, and 10, when Jesus, or when the Apostle Paul right here was talking about the heart, he was not referring to this physical organ on the inside of you that pumps blood, okay? That's not what he was talking about. When he refers to the heart, actually he's referring to my spirit. Your spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says that man is three-part. We are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. When people die, that's their physical body, this earth suit. What do we do with that earth suit? Well, when you die, one of two things happens to you. You get thrown in a box and dug up six foot under the ground in the dirt, or you get cremated. But understand this, that's not you. That's not the person that will live eternally. My, my soul is made up of my mind, my will, and my emotion. It's my intellect. But my spirit is the real part of me. And so what happens is, is when I get full of God and, and my spirit gets born again, I start having what we call an intuition, which is nothing more but a knowing. I get a knowing on the inside of me. And so when you get around people that have truly gotten born again and you ask them if they're born again, they won't scratch their head and say, I think so. No, you know what they'll say real boldly, quickly, I know so. You know why? That's in my heart. And that's why God wants every one of us to, to come to the place where I get salvation through my heart and then I begin to live through my heart. 
just like this. Now, it was interesting in studying this. In verse 10, for it says, For with the heart, in my Bible, right there where it says with the heart, there's a thing called a cross-reference there. I encourage you when you study your Bible, when you find cross-references, just start following them. And it's, it's a great lesson to go. So in this passage right here, he cross-references us to Revelations chapter 2. So let's turn all the way to the last book of the Bible, Revelations chapter 2, and let's just see where this goes with it right here. And this, this goes from Re- Revelations 2, verse 23. Now, I'm going to start reading this, and then I'm going to tell you where you're at, because when we're just starting in the middle of this, man, it can goof you up. And I hate to do this, but for time's sake, I'm going to do it. I will kill her children with death. Now, stop right there. That was talking about this woman named Jezebel, this crazy woman. She was the wicked witch of the East. I mean, she was an evil, evil woman, and God would dealt with her heart over and over and over and over again to repent. And I'm telling you, this woman... She, she would have been that bad witch on the Wizard of Oz. I mean, she, yeah. And so this is what this is talking about. I'll kill her children with death, and all the church shall know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts. Now this is what God does with every one of us. He will search our minds and he will search our heart. Listen what the message says for that verse. I x-ray every motive. Now this is what God does. And so God knows our hearts. He knows every bit about us. Now oftentimes as human beings, we can stroll in here and we can act cool, calm, and collected. We can come in here on a Wednesday night, a Sunday morning, and, and we know how to speak in, China, in, in uh, Christianese. Oh, glory to God. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. We know the right things to say. And you know what? At times, it's easy to pull things over on people. But you don't pull things over God. Why? God sees our heart. He sees the real part of us. Now, this is the thing that I really wanted you to see in this verse. Listen to some of the definitions of the heart in this verse. It says, the center of physical life. One's personal life, both physical and spiritual. The center of one's personality. One's entire mental and moral activity. It is the seed of feelings, desires, joy, pain, and love. It's the center for thought, understanding, and and our will. The human heart is the dwelling place of the Lord. The, the, the Lord sees into the innermost being where all our decisions concerning him are made. Now, this was describing my heart. This was describing your heart. This is the real you. This is the real me that gets on the inside. So what happens is when we start getting the things of God in our life, we start living totally different. When, when I really have God in my life, I'm telling you, there's a peace that comes on the inside of me. When, when you live from your heart, it's not a grind. What do I mean by a grind? How many of you have ever got tried to get set free from something in your life? And I mean, you worked it and you worked And it was like all day long. You, I'm not going to cuss today. I'm not going to. just. Ugh. But when I live from my heart, there's an anointing that comes with it. And is it, it isn't a grind. It's that, you know what? Father God and His Word and His Holy Spirit 
They're going to do exactly what he says. And so the thing is, I understand, Father God, if I can't fix myself, then I'm going to live from my heart and I'm going to start allowing you to fix me. And when you surrender like that and say, come here, Father God, and start working, he'll start doing it. Now, let's follow this a little further. Go to the book of John, chapter 3. John, chapter 3. Again, he was never talking about to mentally assent things. And I think this is where, this is where people, humans, get in trouble. We try to mentally assent things. You want to see a, a man that's changed? His heart will be changed. It'll change his heart. John chapter 3, verse 1. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night, and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. In other words, Nicodemus said, there's something different about you. Verse 3, and Jesus answered and said to him, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, right here, Jesus is referring to how we get born again. And, and it isn't a physical deal. He's saying, though, you must be born again. What happens when I get born again is once again, Jesus comes on the inside of me and he changes my heart. When you got born again, did anything in your physical appearance change? No. You still look the same. But what happens is Jesus came back in your heart and said, you know what? I'm going I'm to change your heart on the inside of you. Verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born with his old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And so quickly Nicodemus, he associates with what Jesus said about being born again with a physical birth. Now if you were here last week, remember we talked about two men in the Bible. A guy named Thomas who's the one who said to Jesus, he said, I will not believe unless I see the nail prints and I feel Remember? And the other one was Abraham. And Abraham said, you know what? I will not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. And over and over it says, as it is written. So Abraham, he got, he got faith on the inside of me. He lived from his heart. Well, in this situation right here, this again identifies most human beings. We wanted to, to operate in the kingdom of God, but we're so used to being physically led that that's how we're always led. And so immediately he jumps to the physical side and says, how can I enter my mom's womb again? Verse 5. And Jesus answered, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so when you talk about here, there was a contrast between physical birth and spiritual birth. He said, number one, Jesus' word, unless one is born of water. Now, in that reference right there, he was talking about, and, and I promise you I'm not a doctor, I'm not even close, I still do not understand the physical birth of a woman. I, I don't want to understand. Bless you ladies, man. I mean, when I see pregnant ladies, I think, Lord, bless them, bless them. Men aren't tough enough. But when he's referencing that, it's the woman's water that breaks, 
And so the way you enter heaven is you are born physically on this earth from a mother. Every one of us in this room, we came from a mother. And the second thing he says here is, and the spirit. I got to be born again in my heart. Verse number uh, uh, 6. That which born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Both of them are real. The both of them are, are, are on the same basis as far as this. What did you do to get born on the, into this earth? Absolutely nothing. When you were born, you came tumbling out into this world. And not one of us in this room remember that experience. None of us. But every one of us were born that way. Well, think about this when you get born again. What do you do to get born again? Well, it's nothing by your works. It's nothing by your efforts. The way I get born again is I say, Okay, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Come into my heart and be Lord of my life. But just as real as the flesh realm is, the physical, the natural birth of a baby, we can experience that same thing in our hearts. So we go a little farther. Verse 7. Do not marvel that I said you must be born again. Verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. Now, what was Jesus saying there? He was saying this in essence. I've never seen the wind, but I've seen the effects of the wind. Now, even tonight when that wind started blowing, how many of you saw the wind? Not one of us. I can't tell you where it came from. But I do know this. What hair I have left, it messed up. And it blew us right on in here. And so just because I can't see the wind doesn't mean I don't believe in it. Actually, every one of us that live in West Texas, we understand about the wind, clearly. But think about this. Just because I can't see the wind in the natural, I can go out here tonight, I can watch the leaves blowing, I can see trash blowing and all that. And so it's very easy for me to, leave, uh, to believe in that. But he ends in verse 8 and he says, So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. So he's telling me it's just as real. It's the same uh, 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 analogy here. It's just the flesh and the Spirit. So what is he trying to tell us? He's saying, listen guys, once again, as easy as you believe things in the natural... Start believing my word. Start believing about the things of God. And when I start believing the word of God, there becomes a faith that starts getting in my heart. And the more I get into the word, the more God will get into me. Now turn with me for time's sake here. Now let's move fast. Go, go to Romans 7. Go to, your, go to your right. I'm just going to read one verse here. I'm going to chop it down here. Romans chapter 7, as you're going there, see, I trust in the physical. I don't question the physical realm. But i got to get to that place in my own life where when I find out what the Bible says, understand this clearly. If I'm born again, I can be what the Bible says I can be. I can do what the Bible says I can do. And I can have what the Bible says I can have. And the key is, i got to start getting in this. And the more I get into this, and the more I fellowship around God, 
the more this will get into your heart. And the more this gets into your heart, I'm going to tell you, this thing right here starts getting bigger. That's why if you've ever heard me say this, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. I'm not very big outwardly. I realize that. But I'm going to tell you, when the kingdom of God starts getting on the inside of me, and that's exactly what happened to David when he fought Goliath. David knew. Man, I'm big on the inside. Now listen to this wording in Romans 7, verse 22. And the goal here is it's that you see some things. It says, for I delight in the law of God. I delight in the word of God. How many in this room you delight in the word of God? I mean, it becomes a craving. It becomes an appetite of mine. We need to get to that place. He said, I delight in the word of God according to the inward man. Now, what is he talking about there? Well, once again, there's an outward man. This is my, my earth suit, my flesh right here. But there is an inward man. Now listen to the definitions here. The Amplified says, in my inmost self. The New American Standard says, in my inner man. The New International Version says, my inner being. Now these are all definitions of my heart. Anytime you start hearing the heart, the inner man, the spirit, those are the same thing. This is what he's talking about. Romans 8, 16, it says specifically, the spirit of God will bear witness with my spirit. The Spirit of God will bear witness with my heart. He didn't say the Spirit of God will bear witness with my, my, my nose, my feelings. The way I contact the things of God is through my heart. And it's a trust issue. So think about it in this, this sense. As, as the body is to this physical realm, so is my mind to my soul but so is my spirit to my heart. And every one of them are real. One more passage, two more maybe, fast as we can move. Just a little bit to your right, 1 Corinthians 2, just a couple pages. I want you to see these things in, in the scriptures so you start getting an identity on what the Lord and the Bible's talking about. I know some of this can be confusing. I, I got an, in, inward man, an inward man and an outward man? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. But you know the thing that will live eternally is on the inside of me. Remember, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And so we learn to worship God from our heart. Do you know that's my prayer at times? Father God, I want to worship you from my heart. I don't want to worship you from my head. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, once again he's talking about the word of God. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, if you'll go, jump on that real quick. He said, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. He didn't say into the mind of man. He said, into my heart. I, I can tell you this. The more I got around the word of God and the things of God, the more that God began to impact my heart. And there started becoming a change in my life. And there'll be a change in your life. He goes on to say, verse 10, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit or for the, or the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all the things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, 
the Spirit who was from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, and when he talks about the natural man right there, you know what he's talking about? My physical abilities again. He's talking about my mind. Now listen real close here. This is where we're going to get to, verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. He doesn't receive them, and he says, for they are foolishness to him. Now why are they foolish to him? Because the Word of God does not make sense to people until they give their heart to Jesus. That's why it's important I get born again. So when I give my heart to Jesus and I start getting into the Word, the Word of God isn't foolish. How many of you remember before you got born again? I remember when I was a good sinner. The, the Word of God was foolish. I used to say this. I don't know why people go to church. Those are some stupid folk. And so it didn't make any sense. But when you give your heart to Jesus and you get born again, all of a sudden... Something starts happening. Now, can I tell you what starts happening? Jesus himself said, Luke 4, 4, he said this, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So what food is to our natural body, the word of God must start becoming to my spirit, man. I've got to start eating the word of God. You've heard me say this. The great evangelist Smith Wigglesworth said this, We feed our natural man three hot meals a day, and we feed our spirit man one cold snack a week. And we wonder why we're starving spiritually. I've got to get into the Word. So he says here, it does not make sense to the natural man. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And so part of this, guys, comes back to the beginning point. I've got to get born again. And when I get Jesus on the inside, it starts changing the way I live. But the key is, day by day by day, I get in the Word of God. You feed your faith by getting to the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I feed my faith day by day by day, and it starves my doubts. And I come to the place in my life where I start looking, and no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, I don't get moved because the Word of God in me is what I live by. And i got to hang on to that Word, and i got to believe that Word. Now i got one more passage we're going to go to. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Ooh, this will help you. Get a hold of this stuff. Now... Understand this, and remember, I've said this many times. In my, my teenage years, guys, growing up, I, I remember as about an eighth grader, all I would do at church is I would, I would sleep or I'd play games with my brother. Truthfully. It, it was the first church of the dead in Christ. Just, I, I, I'm just kidding. That wasn't the name. That's what we entitled it. And I remember as a, as a young teenager, I, I said to my mom and dad, basically, I'm, I'm done with church. I won't go anymore. And so, of course, when that happened in my life, my life began to spiral out of control. 
But when I got born again at the age of 19, something started changing on the inside of me. And there became a desire in my life. And the reason I'm telling you guys is, I don't care how young you are, how old you are, it's never too late. The Word of God will work for anybody. Start getting in there. Now listen to this real close. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, do not forget my law. Don't forget my word. But let, listen real close right there. But let your heart keep my commandments. What did he say would keep, my, keep his commandments? Right here. Once again, when the commandments get into my heart, I don't have to obey them. I want to obey them. Something starts getting in there. And I'm not speaking being perfect. But, but as a born-again believer, when you violate the Word of God, it'll start bothering you. The conviction of the Holy Ghost will come in. And you'll say, man, Father God, I don't want to do that stuff. I don't, and then what do you do? You repent for it. But he tells me, you, you shall keep those commands in your heart. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Now here's the question about verse 2. When he said, they will add to you, what will add to you? The commandments of God that I get in my heart. Now you want to see a great guarantee? He said right here, peace and length of days and long life, the commandments that I get into my heart will add to you. Get the word in you. Get it in there. Verse 3, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Get it in your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not some of it, but all your heart. And lean not under your own understanding. Now often we get that backwards. We lean on our own understanding, but we don't trust God. And he ends in this way and he says, In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. So what I begin to do is I begin to to get around God. And I begin to acknowledge him in all my ways. And I said, okay, Father God, I want to live for you. I want you to help me. And before long, I've got all this on my heart. And I begin to trust God and say, Father God, I... I ask you to order my steps today. I ask you to lead me and guide me today. And this is exactly what he wants every one of us to do. Now, in my own life, guys, I can tell when I'm in faith and I'm not in faith. Now, here's the key for you to know the same thing. You want to know in your life when you're believing God and you're in faith and you're not? Here's the key. It'll leak out of you. How's that? Matthew 12, 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when I'm in faith, guess what will come out of my mouth? The Word of God will come out of my mouth. Blessing will come out of my mouth. Positive will come out of my mouth. But any time in my life that I'm not in faith, oh my gosh, it's ugly. I'm like a little baby. I start whining. I start complaining. I say the stupidest stuff. And I remember it wasn't that long ago, Shelly looked at me and she said, 
you need to get into faith. And she didn't say it ugly. It wasn't. But I begin to think, man, I listen to the words coming out of my mouth. You want to locate where you're, where you're at? Just start paying attention to the words that come out of your mouth. And when you're in faith, I'll tell you, you'll be speaking the word of God. You'll be speaking to the mountain. You'll be calling those things that be not. You'll be saying, I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. And so I'm just giving you a little tidbit where we're going next week. We're going to jump on the mouth. Remember, most of our faith is disconnected or short-circuited one inch below your, your, your nose, your mouth. Now, if Jesus walked in here tonight and he said, David, from this time forward, I'm going to grant to you everything that you say, exactly as you say it. Do you think you'd change the way you spoke? Now, I want to end with this tonight, and I said this a few weeks ago. After everything you say out of your mouth, tag yourself with this phrase right here and say, and that's just exactly the way I want it. Illustration. I never get a good job, and that's just the way I want it. I'm always sick, and that's just the way I want it. My husband is rude, crude, and an ugly dude, and that's just the way I want it. My life is a royal mess, and that's just the way I want it. Or I get over in faith, because faith, you know, in, in Proverbs 18.22, it says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So I get over and say this. I thank you today, Father God. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, and that's just the way I want it. And I love my wife with all my heart, and that's just the way I want it. I thank you that the blessings of God are overtaking me, and that's just the way I want it. I'm blessed in the city, and I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed coming in, and I'm blessed going out, and that's just the way I want it. And so what it does, it begins to put a guard on my mouth. And so, so much happens to us out of this thing right here, but i got to believe here too. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I promise. We're like a computer. What we put in will come out. You put garbage in, garbage is going to come out. You put the Word of God in, I'm going to tell you, Word of God will start coming out. If all you do all day is watch O'Mash reruns, then that's what's going to come out. You may be able to tell me all the history of gun smoke. Not going to do you no good in life. Start getting into work. Now stand up. Let's, let's pray. Gone a little long again, but that's okay. Man, let's get this stuff in our heart and start living by faith. Remember, okay? Got to live by faith, Father God. Help us. Now let me pray a blessing over you. Father God, we love you tonight. And, and, and no matter what we're going through, I thank you that your word, According to, to Hebrews 4, you said it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so, Lord, I pray in here for every one of us that you birth in us an appetite for your word. And, Father God, that you come in our hearts and reshape our hearts right now, Lord. You know, if, if, you, if you need to get born again, ask Jesus to come into your heart right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I will. If you're a prodigal and you've run from the things, tell him, Lord, Man, I reconnect with you tonight. I want you back in my heart. But Father God, bless us tonight. Open the eyes of our understanding, Lord. And I thank you, just as we read there in Proverbs 3, Lord, help us to trust in you with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, Father. Now bless the people of God here in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.